want to thank everybody for taking some time to listen in to the Asterix podcast and welcome you to Asterix Digital Transformation Podcast Series. Uh, this podcast series is interviews with thought leaders and experts throughout the industry uh, from inside of Asterix and outside of Asterix uh, to get their perspective on how to develop a successful digital first strategy for transforming your business. My name is Kevin Miller and I'm the host for today's podcast. And I want to thank you very much for listening in. So we're going to get into the speaker and we're going to get into a little bit about the topics that we're going to chat about today. The topic for today's podcast focuses on critical roles of program management in driving digital transformation. This is something that I'm personally pretty excited to delve into uh, from a discussion standpoint um, with Edwin Pagoa on one of the most overlooked pitfalls in digital transformation and how to avoid falling into this trap. Edwin heads up the Lab Informatics Project Management Division here at Asterix, and he brings a wealth of insight to our program today. He brings over 25 years of experience driving successful lab informatics implementations with numerous Fortune 500 companies. So Edwin, uh, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. And it's great to have you. you on the program. So when we get into it, um, our discussion, I wanted to maybe get an understanding from you as to how did you get into, you know, program management? Um, how, how did you get into this field? You know, what, what kind of got sure. you down the path of where so you're at So I actually started this, I think where most of the, um, people who are using these informatics systems really start. I was actually a lab person. I'm a biochemist by training. So in my very er- early career, I started off really as a lab user for a lot of, uh, or Fortune 500 pharma companies. So I, I worked really just really as a lab tech, taking these tests, doing a lot of the uh, analytical testing that was done in the labs. And I used a lot of these very early LIMS and CDS systems. Um, so I did get really early exposure and I was interested in a lot of um, kind of the background of what I was using electronically. Um, so I moved into really working with a lot of the different vendors as a lab person, um, understanding their applications, learning how to use them, configure them, et cetera. And I, I kind of moved into the vendor space of uh, this field where I worked with a lot of the, a lot of the fortune, um, I say 500 vendors that we work with, a lot of the uh, leading informatics uh, companies like Perkin Elmer, Thermo, and LabVantage. And I worked with um, really becoming more of a business analyst and a configuration person in my early career with these vendors. I eventually transitioned into managing a lot of the software implementations for these different limbs and CDS systems. Um, so I spent a good chunk of my career really getting an understanding of how the different vendors took the technology approach to the different systems and kind of really a lot of their implementation methodologies and kind of their strengths and weaknesses. Um, from working on the vendor side with a lot of these clients, I started really moving into the third-party integrator space uh, with companies like Accenture um, and also where I'm currently at right now with Asterix where I got the opposite end of that spectrum, which is really working from the client side of these implementations, uh, understanding what the drivers are for certain projects, a lot of the business ad, things I didn't get exposure to working from the vendor. Um, and really from, you know, that, that perspective, um, I got to see a lot of different, uh, or really both sides of the coin for implementing a lot of these technology solutions, uh, really what the client expectation was from there at, and really getting a perspective of, how the technology solution in the overall spectrum of the value of a company really is a part of it. Sometimes it's the part that takes the quickest to implement, um, but understanding really how that technology solution is applied 
and use to bring value to uh, a business. Uh, so from, from that perspective, um, in terms of the program, program management side, uh, Asterix really has kind of given me the opportunity to use um, that experience and those skill sets I've gathered to really advise clients to help them either formulate guidelines or develop guidelines and provide really sounding boards for some of their strategies and approaching to implementing these systems. Um, so it's kind of come full circle for me from a career perspective as far as moving into program management. That's great. And, and it's always great to come from that that kind of a background because I think when you're probably out, you know, dealing with clients, um, you know, you're able to speak to them from their perspective um, and, and understand maybe some of the things, challenges that they're going through at mm-hmm. the bench, so to speak. So that's good stuff. Um, great to hear w- what kind of got you down that path. Uh, it's always really cool um, to, to understand where folks come from there and ha- how you got into, you know, things like the program manager, et cetera. Um, you know, so this topic, Lab of the Future, it's obviously become almost synonymous with technological innovation across most of the science-based organizations out there. Um, however, one of the most common pitfalls of digital transformation is becoming kind of too focused on the technology itself rather than optimizing, you know, the process. Uh, this happens when organizations try to bring on board uh, the latest and greatest tech without taking the time to understand mm-hmm. their business needs, right? Um, I've seen this happen a lot with with AI and ML-powered applications, um, organizations get so excited about the possibilities that they forget to focus on how these technologies can help them meet their specific goals. So from, from your perspective, in your opinion, I'd love to know how does program management fit into the digital transformation journey and why do you think it's so critical uh, to the success sure. of this process? So, I mean, the, the definition of digital transformation, it's an incredibly broad definition. Uh, I kind of looked it up and really kind of defined what, what are the hallmarks of digital transformation. And most of the, you know, typical theory or, or background, a lot of people really tr- distill it down to four major phases. Um, the process transformation. So that really is basically you take a process or a procedure, a document, et cetera. You digitize it. You make it an electronic format and medium and process. You go in and you do a business model transformation where you adapt your process to make it digital, either moving it from paper or your uh, combining a bunch of maybe smaller digital steps into a more integrated process. And then you focus and hopefully do some sort of domain transformation. And this is really where, uh, that digitizing of that process can kind of expand other functionalities or areas, improvements, things you may not have seen when you were at a lower end of, uh, monitoring or, or managing your process. And then the biggest part of it is probably the cultural transformation, which is how your business adapts to using this product how it branches off and actually affects um, the type of staffing that you do for this. Uh, either new roles are created or old roles are modified for uh, what it brings you. Um, from a, a project management perspective, um, really most of your typical project managers, they only focus on one or really the first two areas of digital transformation. They really do focus on the implementing the process transformation piece where they can translate paper processes into analogs and digital um, applications or processes in some of these products that you buy. And they can really kind of help you take a look and transform your business on how to actually modify things like SOPs or work <coughs> instructions or, or even ways the laboratories function. But a lot of project managers really stop at that point. The domain transformation and cultural transformation, it's not a typical responsibility of a project manager to help maybe with very... Um, first stage type of organizational change management, 
But most project managers really kind of focus on those two areas. Um, when you work at a uh, program management level, you really should be responsible for all the different projects or initiatives that kind of lead towards achieving that digital transformation. You're going to typically take on larger applications, the domain transformation. You kind of do a retrospect really on a project, what it's delivered, kind of its usefulness outside of maybe the, the primary focus of the initial implementation. You can work with different projects or teams that look at um, the output of the first two parts of digital transformation and see how it's applicable towards either new projects or retooling a current project that's in place to add some more value. And the cultural transformation piece, uh, I really think, um, you know, in the project management world, um, it's implemented and trained so users can start using the system in a program management perspective. That change management is the loop feedback on that, where you get really the um, feedback after people have used the system, what's good about it, how it could be used, um, you know, really how it's going to be applicable towards phase two of a system or integration with other possible systems. Um, you know, from, from that perspective, I think program management is a much more holistic view of the value that these applications are giving you. And definitely, I can I can see it from that perspective for sure. That's that's a great answer, and and I, I love the mm -hmm. detail of that. So thank you for that. Um, I guess a follow up to that is, you know, what is the function of a program manager in digital transformation, and what skill sets do you think are best suited for someone in that role? Obviously, being in that yeah. role, you should know yeah, so better than most. A program manager for most of well, people who sponsor it really, which is the organizational management, is this is a resource that can give you a hundred thousand foot and a ten thousand foot view of multiple projects and initiatives that are underway. A lot of, a lot of times, um, you're going to hear a lot of, um, different report outs, but of individual project teams of where things are. And it's a lot of information to understand. And sometimes depending on who you speak to, there are a window into either one, either a really high level view or a very low level view of the project. A program manager can kind of bridge that gap and give you, and give you the, scale to view how that's applicable, but also I think know enough context and detail to look at individual projects and kind of some of their, um, you know, conflicts, risks, progress, um, from a skill set level, you know, I think with any program manager, you need to be a big picture thinker. You need to be able to receive the input from multiple projects and actually understand how that aligns to overall goals and milestones of a digital transformation program. Um, from a, another skill set of them, which I think is really important, is um, it's it's a it's an it's an ability to empathize and perceive the different perspectives of what all the different stakeholders across companies are really looking at, whether that's really up to an executive level or it's an actual user. And I, I think having that that insight or ability to perceive it or at least empathize when you hear different viewpoints to really understand, you know, what's the value that this transformation is bringing to the organization. So I think that those are some important skill sets to possess as a program manager. Great. And, and you know, I like the, the notion of communication as well, being able to empathize and communicate. Communication obviously is such a key element, you know, throughout a digital transformation um, initiative. Um, you've got many departments, many personalities, many different, you know, people with different, you know, kind of goals and and, and, and what they care about in their day-to-day -day working together. So obviously being, you know, skilled on the communication side is, is key. 
Um, would you walk us through the ongoing dialogue that needs to occur uh, to ensure that communication is effective and maybe maintain sure. at all levels of, so, of the I company? Mean, I think in most typical projects, um, your project manager will create a comp plan or communication plan that will have the, the day-to-day communication of the meetings, the types of minutes and reports that you put out. Um, from a steering committee level, which a lot of different projects do report to, um, you definitely will do a communication out to your steering committee, um, you know, which really gives you, gives you the progress, kind of your summary of your risk issues and your um, roadblocks and I think your mitigation strategies to move forward. Uh, what I do think the type of dialogue that needs to occur, I think individual project teams are great at maintaining uh, their communications within the relevance of their project and to their steering committee. What, what I think is uh, important for companies to maintain really is a, is a, um, and you've heard the term, the WIFM communication or what's in it for me. I think there really needs to be a layer of mm-hmm. either a newsletter or a communication that is really at a program level. A way to translate, um, you know, key findings of steering committee reports into something that's digestible by a company level perspective. Um, a lot of people, you know, when they, they work in companies that are saying they're undergoing digital transformation, um, they really do look for major stake, you know, major report outs of this particular project is going well. I think that, you know, every, every company needs to have kind of a, large newsletter that maintains a very, very large timeline of how individual projects are doing a digital transformation. Something that really ties together how, how well individual projects are doing and what this larger goal is. And I, I've only seen that really implemented in quite a few, or, only a few organizations where they really take that type of global change management approach. Um, cause a lot of people, you know, they either are involved specifically in one project or maybe a related group of projects. But, but I think the ability to actually translate that into a uh, a large newsletter or a consistent publication that gives that overview, I think, is really important. That's a great piece of advice, and yeah, I do I do love those kind of you mm-hmm. know what's in it for me type communications. It, it really helps people to kind of feel like they have a. Uh, you know, they, they kind of have a horse in the race, so to speak, which is great. Um, and, and you obviously have a lot of experience in helping clients through these processes, and certainly they can be quite complicated and lengthy, et cetera. What are some of the pitfalls that they can <clears throat> look out for or should be avoided, you know, by having an effective program management okay. in place? I think um, because you do have a program manager that is actually overseeing or understanding the timelines and status of several projects, um, they can really, you know, help provide um, risk analysis or just a heads up. If you have a lot of concurrent projects that have competing windows of development, testing, and deployment, um, this can be a big resource train across the organization if you have really specialized groups of individuals that perform common functions across the organization. Uh, a lot of times there may be critical dates for manufacturing, shipping, um, holiday shutdowns, any government or local state restrictions that can impact different projects that other projects might know about. Um, and I just think really overall organizational change management um, can help you focus, um, you know, it can help you focus the the user story or it, it can take um, specific functionalities. Sorry, screw that part up. Um, or, yeah. Well, I You're mean, fine. I, I it think makes sense organizational to me. change management, they really can... Um, 
they really can help take the messaging or success story of one specific site or one specific project, and they can help you translate it into user user cases or user stories for other parts of the business. How is this applicable to me? Um, I, I think we lose a lot of insight when we focus on individual project successes and we kind of lose, you know, what is the message for digital transformation? Something like an SAP implementation for a specific site can be really, you know, it's fantastic to go in and say that one site is live with an SAP integration towards a limb system. But, you know, if you could take that message and say that, you know, it's this model is a, a success story for automating, you know, ERP integration, that you can actually get other sites to move to SAP, you can get other sites to buy SAP. Uh, I just think a lot of that type of program management that can do that type of messaging or use use case stories can really help organizations, you know, develop their own path of what they really want these applications to do for them. That's, that's great advice. And, and I like, I certainly like the insight on, you know, how you get not only one division to like buy into a certain technology or certain process, but then, you know, get that well communicated out, uh, to other, other divisions, um, within a company and get them to adopt it as well. It's, it's, it's excellent. So, you know, I guess as we're getting ready to kind of wrap up here, um, tying into what you, what you just said, you know, do you have any kind of key advice for listeners? Uh, for setting up their digital transformation program uh, to make sure, sure that it's successful. Yeah, I, I think that what I've iterated before is you need to take a holistic view and approach to setting your goals and timelines for this digital transformation program. Uh, individual projects and milestones are achieved, you know, with their successful deployments. They're really stepping stones to that vision. Um, that they, they really are not one in itself. It could necessarily be a digital transformation, but they really are steps in changing your organization. Um, hindsight is 2020. You will learn new things in the process of achieving your digital transformation goals that probably should require you to reset or reanalyze some of your expectations and goals. Um, I think your team, you do need to consider a broad range of people with various skill sets. As you enter new phases of your digital transformation journey, you should be looking to see how swapping out team members or reassigning roles and responsibilities can better enhance your current needs and goals. So I think, you know, some of these digital transformation projects or programs can last multi-year. Um, I think it's important to have that cohesiveness in a team, but be realistic about what some people's goals and expectations are for very long-term projects. And you're going to find really that some of your needs do change and different skill sets and different personalities may be suited for other phases of your program. That's great. Um, Perfect uh, way to encapsulate some of those key things that folks need to be thinking about as they as they go into one of these projects. Um, and, and of course, you know, these projects um, have lots of moving parts, lots of different elements to them. When when you say having somebody uh, on staff or, or or contracted in uh, or you know in as a consultant to help at that program management level can give you those different level views that, you know, sometimes when you're in the midst of, of a project, you don't, you don't kind of see yourself. So uh, some, some great take takeaways uh, there, Edwin. Thank you for, for those thoughts. Anything you want to kind of close us up with uh, before we kind of get wrapped up? Any, any final nuggets of wisdom from, from the world of Edwin yeah. that you want to no, leave I definitely, our I do think, um, uh, as far as your vision, you, you have to make sure that you really do look at it as a process um, that has a, a, 
you know, an end goal really of transform organization. And, um, it can take a while to do it. An individual project and a rollout and a go live transforms a small set of processes. It doesn't necessarily transform a business. So I think we need to take a more holistic approach. And I think to dovetail with the message that, you know, you're going to need a wide range of skills and resources to really make this successful. And I think from the asterisk perspective, um, you know, our team within the PML or even within our entire organization, we have such a broad range of people that come from a lot of different backgrounds, some similar to my own, some very specific in terms of industries that they're specialists in. And we do have a large group of people that do possess experience both from the user end and several key members of our management, some of our senior staff, uh, were actually those leaders and uh, drivers in some of these companies that picked these solutions and implemented them. That's great. Well, Edwin, thank you so much for, for joining us and lending your insight. It's always great to talk to somebody who's kind of in it, so to speak, um, not just theorizing about it. And you've been, you know, in these projects, um, and, and, and in the labs hands on, which is, it, 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 you know, my opinion is always incredibly valuable advice and thoughts to, to get from someone. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up and thank Edwin for joining us today. We want to obviously thank all of you for listening into today's podcast. Um, you can find all of our podcasts for the past year are loaded up on the Asterix website. That's at asterixinc.com. When you go on there, you'll find under our resources section, uh, our podcast, which has the complete listing of all the podcasts, as well as all the transcripts uh, for each podcast. So again, on behalf of Asterix, uh, we want to thank you for joining us. Uh, Edwin, thank you for joining us today and, and giving us your insight. Um, and of course, everybody, thank you for listening in to our ever-growing and uh, increasingly popular podcast. Uh, my name is Kevin Miller, and we're going to go ahead and wrap up. Thank you very much. Thank you.